from the Sammamish Independent, I'm Julia Gudis, your host, and you're listening to Indie On Air. It's Monday, March 15th, and this week I'm joined by Sarah Stoud to dive deeper into a legal battle that the city of Sammamish is currently waging. In 2019, former mayor Don Jaron filed a complaint against the city's traffic concurrency ordinance to the state's growth management hearing board, alleging the city broke state law in passing it. After playing out for more than a year, the state board found that the city is in non-compliance with the Growth Management Act, but this decision is now being appealed in court. We will walk through what this case is really about and speak with Don Gerrand on why he took legal action against the city after serving on city council for 18 years and retiring. Stay tuned. So Sarish, how do you feel about town centers? You know, before all of this COVID-19 stuff started, town centers were one of my favorite places to go to spend time with my family or just hang out with my friends. We used to drive to downtown Redmond or Bellevue and just spend half a day shopping, eating, and relaxing. They're a great gathering place for all members of the community and I love spending time there. I completely agree. So did you know that Sammamish actually could have had a town center of its own? Wait, really? Yeah, really. Former mayor and Sammamish's longest-serving city council member, Don Gerrand, was a big advocate for a town center while he was on the council. And in 2008, after many public hearings and community planning sessions where a lot of residents got to weigh in, the city passed a comprehensive plan that included a town center, which had plenty of shopping and more dense housing, much like a mini downtown. It was a consensus that we needed we needed some center of the city, some heart and soul to the city. But we got this central area of common with, with the city hall, the library, the community center now, wonderful amenities for people if they're within walking distance of it. And the land in the center of the city was certainly underdeveloped and was just a, a prime area to, to develop into a mixed use center. That was Mr. Jaron speaking to us about what the original town center vision was, and it sounds pretty great. But wait a minute, 2008 was a long time ago. I was only four years old when that plan was passed. I'm pretty sure every time I drive by that area on Southeast 4th Street, it's still a wooded and empty lot with a wide road that seems to go nowhere. So why hasn't this thing been built yet? Ah yes, obviously things didn't go as planned. Over the last 10 years, the political winds of the city started shifting. Vocal residents started complaining about traffic and crowded schools. There was a growing movement to stop all development within the city of Sammamish before more infrastructure can be built. Then in 2015, several candidates that represented this movement got elected to city council. And that was when the effort to stop the town center started up. There are a few citizens, one in particular, uh, who felt very strongly that growth should be stopped, period. And I think the, the new members of the council uh, believe that indeed it was in the best interest of the city to stop growth. I passionately believe the reverse, that it's not best for the city, that what's best for the city is to control growth and, and produce growth in the direction we want it to go, but not to stop it completely. But the town center was still in the city's plan. How did they try to stop it? 
While Sarish, every city can pass these temporary bans on development, called a moratorium, which can definitely slow any development down by a lot. But these moratoriums can only be used if there's some kind of emergency. So the city council tried to find ways to make the town center harder to build, like increasing environmental regulations. But there was one issue they really zeroed in on, because it was easy for voters to understand. Traffic. Everyone hates traffic. In 2017, my last year on the council, there was an effort to change the uh, traffic concurrency ordinance to stop growth. Basically, traffic concurrency ordinance determines if a proposed development meets the local level of service standards for traffic. If it is projected to make the level of service fail, then the development is denied. However, the state makes it clear through their Washington administrative code that cities cannot use restrictive concurrency ordinances to stop growth. So part of what Don is talking about is this term called concurrency which is basically how the volume of traffic is measured. Every development needs a concurrency permit, which confirms that a new development will not cause a road to be over capacity. From 2017 to 2019, the city started changing the formula for measuring capacity to make it more strict. They were hoping that it would cause the town center to fail the concurrency test, which means that it can't be built. This is not about stopping growth, as has been stated. It's about implementing the management part of the Growth Management Act. We haven't managed our growth. We have let it go without investing in our infrastructure. We have allowed the quality of life of our residents to be eroded. Our residents recognize the commute is getting worse. The congestion is getting worse. They don't care if the V over C is 1.1 or 1.8. They only care about getting to where they're going in a reasonable amount of time. That could be home, that could be to a soccer game, that could be to their job, that could be to their child's school. They know what they experience and their experience has degraded over time. These are development regulations, which is a blessing and a curse all at once. We can get at these at any time we want to. They are, they are not the level of service at intersection that we um, implemented through our comprehensive plan, which would allow us to have to go through a docket process and only be able to get at once a year. Next week, we could change these. On Tuesday, we had a motion to reconsider development regulations that we just implemented earlier this month. So frankly, next week, we could be back here talking about it again, if we so choose. That was former mayor and current deputy mayor Christy Malchow in 2019, right after the new concurrency standard was passed. She seemed to be saying that the city can change concurrency whenever they wanted to stop development, even weekly. So the city council was getting ready to reduce the traffic concurrency standard so that every new development fails that standard and they can keep preventing development from happening. Wow, that is pretty crafty. Malchow also mentioned the Growth Management Act. What is that? Now we're getting to the part where this gets interesting. Washington State has a law called the Growth Management Act, which aims to contain development within a growth boundary, so that any land outside of that boundary can be preserved for nature, like some of the gorgeous mountains and forests we have. But the thing is, our population is still growing. So as more people move in and land becomes scarce, the law says cities must plan for growth, 
and that usually means building taller buildings and denser neighborhoods. Sammamish is inside that growth boundary, so we're facing pressure to build more so that we help support population growth. I see. So Don Gerrand, who is now no longer on city council, saw his legacy project, the town center, getting delayed and delayed. He then filed a complaint of the concurrency ordinance to the State Growth Management Hearing Board. When I reviewed the strict traffic concurrency ordinance, which included not only intersection levels of service standards, but segment and corridor tests, which compare vehicle volume to capacity, and the capacities were arbitrarily set at unrealistic levels, it became clear that the council intended the traffic concurrency ordinance to stop all development. This is when I did an administrative appeal of the city's concurrency ordinance to the Gross Management Hearings Board. I felt it was against the citizens' best interests and against the Gross Management Act to reverse engineer an arbitrary volume over capacity level of service ordinance that did not support land use in our adopted comprehensive plan. That was Don explaining why he filed the complaint. What does this board exactly do, Julia? This board decides on disputes over the Growth Management Act, and we obviously had a dispute. The city says it was managing growth by temporarily stopping it. Don was arguing you can't use traffic concurrency to stop growth because it violates the law that says cities must proactively plan for an increasing population. So the board has to decide who is actually on the right side of the law. That complaint was filed almost two years ago. What's happened since? Well, stay with us. We'll continue the story when we come back. India on Air is a podcast that complements the new digital newspaper, The Sammamish Independent, which provides community news that you can use right here in the city of Sammamish, Washington. The Sammamish Independent is brought to you by a team of students and community leaders who are passionate about keeping our neighbors informed of what's going on in our community. Check out the paper at SammamishIndependent.com. Welcome back. Before the break, Sarish and I were breaking down what led former mayor Don Gerrand to take legal action against the city of Sammamish over its efforts to tighten traffic concurrency to stop growth. We interviewed Mr. Gerrand and quoted him occasionally in the first half, but we'll now switch to the extensive interview which we did with him to discuss what's happened since. Hi, Don. How did you think filing an appeal of ordinance would go, and what did you hope the outcome would be? Well, my expectation was that the Growth Management Hearings Board would find that the concurrency ordinance did not support the comprehensive plan, and therefore should invalidate it. There's a lot to this, but to keep it simple, I challenged the concurrency ordinance on several technical grounds. Because cities are given the presumption of validity and significant discretion and deference in the actions that they take, the board did not rule in my favor on many of these points, and I I expected that. But they did find in my favor in sufficient points, and they declared the volume over capacity level of service uh, portion of the concurrency ordinance invalidated, and they remanded the ordinance back to the city. Board reserved judgment to evaluate how did the volume over capacity level of service support the current comprehensive plan? The term that is used for this is internal consistency. All elements of a comp plan need to be internally consistent with each other. 
and the adopted concurrency ordinance was not internally consistent with the land use and housing elements, among others, of the comp plan. Basically, the board was saying that, hey, you have to do a comp, uh, concurrency ordinance within the comp plan, not outside of it as an administrative action. Do you feel like your complaint to the board has been successful? Well, for some of the community that want no more development at all, they would say it has not been successful. However, if you view the community through a lens of holistic sustainability, looking at everything, what is optimal for the community over time and sustainable for the community over time, then it has been successful. This action is calling into question what the real issue is in Sammamish. What is the vision we aspire to? And what is the type of growth most benefits our community? How can we enrich our community by getting growth in ways that are beneficial to us rather than are detrimental to us? The question isn't whether we have a town center or not. The question is what is the right mix and amount of housing and economic services that best serves our community and those who want to live here through their working and retired years. The city is determined to keep fighting and has appealed to King County Superior Court. How far are you willing and prepared to go with this case? Well, let me, let me say this. I have now won twice in this case before the Growth Management Hearings Board. The city is fighting to justify its action now. The burden is the city's. The question is how long and how much is the city willing to spend to defend this continued violation of the law? So Don, you have retired from the city council for four years now, but you are still very passionate about city issues and you stay involved. If you were still running the city today with a majority behind you, how would you like to see the city striking the balance between development and quality of life? More development does not equate to lower quality of life and vice versa. And after all, the original town center plan uh, that was to improve the quality of life in Sammamish is what the current council is now refusing to implement. The council is always dependent on data and upon staff recommendations. If I were on the council today, I would be encouraging the gathering of sufficient information that is needed to inform the council as to what is the optimal growth for our community. If your complaint causes the city to lose funding from the state, is that an outcome you're willing to accept, given that you still live in the city and this could be a potential result? Well, the administrative appeal by me cannot cause the city to lose funding from the state. If the Growth Management Hearing Board determines that the city is not in compliance with the Growth Management Act, and if that non-compliance is in a category of specified circumstances under which the governor may impose sanctions, then the governor may do so. We have not asked the Growth Management Hearing Board, not asked the court or the governor to impose sanctions. This would be a rare instance. I can only imagine it involves some comprehensive review and decision-making at the highest level of Washington's executive branch. If it were to happen in this case, it would only demonstrate the magnitude of extraordinary circumstances that the city council's actions have brought about. It is important that we as a community really understand all of the data and notably different outcomes based on which growth approach our community ultimately takes. You know, typically when people leave office, they wish their successor success and they stay out of the spotlight. Why did you not do that and continue to stay involved by posting comments for the city council to see? I moved here in 1979, so it's been 42 years here. And uh, this is a long-term project of mine. 
and actually 19 years of my life were involved on forming the city, working with other cities, and uh, I'm very passionate about it. And uh, I offer my my comments. I try to do it in a friendly fashion and constructive fashion when I send comments to the city council. They've lost a lot of the staff. Uh, actually, a lot of the past council members have moved because, well, quite frankly, there isn't a place to retire to in Sammamish. That's, that's why I've been passionate about the town center. One of the reasons is uh, uh, senior housing is one thing we're, we're needing here. And we have a partner that's with the STCA group that uh, proposes to bring senior housing to the town center. So uh, I felt that the city would benefit by my, uh, my long-term memory, if you like, of, of issues. And I've, I've helped uh, various council members along the way if they ask me for my opinion. And uh, I thought I also, when I make public comment, I make sure I, I CC the city manager who's new to the area so that uh, they, I, I hope they feel they can ask me questions if they want past issues or, or vision for the future. Thank you for sitting down and talking with us today, Don. Well, thank you. It was it was my pleasure, and I'm really really pleased that uh, the students are uh, in our community are so involved in this uh, news operation, taking the place of what we used to have in local newspapers. And again, with regard to the topic, I encourage you to talk to your fellow students and your parents about the long-term vision for the city of Sammamish and what we can do to achieve that vision. Thank you again. I'm glad we got to speak to Don and let him explain his motivations for taking legal action against the city that he served for so long. Yes, and the Growth Management Hearing Board did find the city violated state law by changing traffic and currency. They said it was an improper use of a development regulation and ordered the city to fix it. In their order, they cited that any changes to concurrency needs to be done with a full environmental review, and the comprehensive plan would need to change too, which takes time and public input. Are there any repercussions for violating state law? There can be. The board actually sent a letter to Governor Inslee in February, calling out Sammamish for being non-compliant. The governor can then decide to withhold state funds from the city, and if he does, that will put a huge gap in our city budget. So, I assume the city decided to comply? Uh, no. They actually ignored the order and appealed the case to King County Superior Court. Nice. So the fight continues. And now this court case is between Don Gerrand and the state of Washington against the city of Sammamish. Yep, and while it continues, the plan for the town center will still sit on the shelf and that lot in the middle of Sammamish will stay empty for a little while longer. Bummer. Well, I guess I'll have to plan more trips to Redmond and Bellevue. When the pandemic is over, I'll join you. Here's what else you need to know this week. The Sammamish City Council has a meeting on Tuesday, March 6th, starting at 6.30 p.m. Due to COVID-19 restrictions, the council chamber is closed to the public, but you can watch the council meeting at sammamish.us forward slash TV21 and submit public comment by emailing the city or dialing into the meeting. As of March 2nd, 500,000 vaccine doses have been administered in King County, meaning 59% of King County residents aged 75 or older have had at least one dose. 
Governor Jay Inslee announced that Washington State teachers, childcare workers, firefighters, law enforcement, and grocery workers are now eligible for COVID vaccines. Finally, on March 12th, Governor Inslee issued a proclamation that all school districts within the state of Washington must offer every student hybrid, in-person learning for at least two days a week, or 30% of instruction time. He gave districts a deadline of April 5th to comply for elementary schools and April 19th for middle and high schools. The Lake Washington School District is finalizing what this hybrid model in middle and high schools will look like and aims to meet the governor's April deadline. Issaquah is planning to bring K-12 students back in a hybrid model by March 29th. We'll explore what this means and what the last year of remote learning has been like in our next episode. This episode of Indie on Air was produced by Julia Gudis, Sarah Stoud, Mehek Sate, Aditi El Kunchwar, and Lin Yang. Our theme music was created by Ben Allwright. Special thanks to Don Jarend for taking the time to talk to us. 